Welcome to Enroute to Success, where we have raw, vulnerable conversations between Fitz DeSanto, Sam Boyer, and many talented individuals, unraveling the truths and principles of people's experiences, methods to grow, and discovering how to live a fulfilling lifestyle. Buckle up, the journey begins now. Aloha, everyone. Welcome back, and thank you for listening and giving me and Sam your time. You know we really appreciate it. Sam, how are you? It's I am doing well today, as usual, whenever we do these. Really excited and looking forward to our topic today. Same, same. Like communications, I know there's a lot of type of communication, right? We have verbal, nonverbal, written, visual communication, but today we'll focus on verbal communication, and I'm sure we're going to be tapping into the others. It's really funny because every time we do a podcast to all our listeners out there, whenever Sam and I pick a topic, I think about it, but then I don't really push it because I like for it to happen organically, right? Mm -hmm. So I let God and the universe kind of just like have it to me and I know it's going to (laughs) come. Funny story is that when it comes, it just floodgates. And it's like, literally, I could feel it, you know, in like my blood veins. And depending how severe the story is, emotions and like pain, if it's painful, kind of like creeps back into me, like pop back in the same scenario. There's probably a lot of therapists there saying like, oh, Fitz, you need to come to see us, you know? But <laughs> let's talk about this more. <laughs> but get this, for this topic, particular in communication, in the middle of the night today at 4 a.m., Sam, I felt Mm -hmm. like God and universe just answered me and like came to me and just opened this bucket of memories and kind of like, you know, this ice bucket challenge, kind of like, kind of like just put all these memories to me at four in the morning while I was using the bathroom. (laughs) And it was so vivid that I was like writing things down at 4 a.m. And I'm the kind of guy that's notorious for having all the ideas. But when pen and paper is in front of me and computer to write it down, it's like I go blank. I was like, oh my God. So I really need to like make sure get my pen and paper write it down or at this time it's my phone so I was just like writing it down at 4 a.m so I'm really excited on what's gonna happen on this podcast because it really just dawned on me this morning so yeah I'm excited to see what the ice bucket challenge thoughts came out of <laughs> Fitz's 4 a.m typing and note-taking that I'm, I'm really excited for this yeah so what we'll do is we'll go through the meaning of communication and our perspective and then I did prepare some story and also the five layers of communication that you and I, Sam, kind of went over. And we'll get through that as we get through this podcast. But maybe we could start with the meaning of communication, which I think I could bet now that it's probably boring and and sucks on whatever is in the dictionary academically. <laughs> As we've been finding, the, the dictionary is not very helpful with a lot of these topics. <laughs> yeah, it's um, here. Let me just share one that I saw in the dictionary or when I was researching. It says means of sending or receiving information. <laughs> such as phone lines or computers. <laughs> wow. This other, one, uh, this other one, it says communication refers to two-way process of conveying information, ideas, feelings, or opinion between two or more persons, either verbally or non-verbally or a medium. And I'm smiling because it's like, what happened to the world? Both of this sucks, you know? Like, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> At least the second one's a little bit better, but... Uh, yeah, there's, there's some work to do on both of them. It's not something that 
I think in my opinion, I'm looking for because that's not deep enough for me. You know, I feel that communication is so powerful that it needs to get defined more and more, not eloquently, but more so of thorough. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts um, on communication? Like, I want to hear from yeah. you and then I'll, I'll give you mine after. Well, the, the biggest thing with communication is it's, it's so important. It's one of the things that pretty much every living creature does in its own way. And with humans, we have so many levels and forms of communication like you talked about. And on the flip side of kind of why communication is important, many conflicts and issues that arise, whether it's relationships, workplace, you know, business, sports teams, whatever it is, comes from a lack or miscommunications. Mm-hmm. I feel that's where so many conflicts come from. The more we can work on our communication skills, we eliminate potential for those to happen more and more. So, but I think from my perspective, really communication is at a very simplified level, kind of how you like to do the thorough, I'll do the simple, right? The, uh, the simple. I know. <laughs> Go for it, Sam. I'll, I'll dissect it. <laughs> I know you will. So the simple perspective that I have is, understanding other people's thoughts and ideas and being able to clearly convey your own. So 100%. The reason I feel that that's important is communication has to, if you don't do both of those, then it's a one-way street, then it's a monologue. But to have a dialogue and have the communication be effective, it has to be from a point of literally understanding someone else's thoughts. Otherwise you might convey what you're trying to share in an incorrect manner to their perspectives. Maybe that went a little deeper than I expected to, but that's my simple thought <laughs> no, process around it. Um, I like it, but here's my my deeper thinking, right? For me, let's hear it. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna. You've touched a great point because it's so funny how this always happens when we're doing a podcast. We don't really know what each other is gonna say, but then we're always aligning to it. Yeah, it might be a different perspective, but it's still kind of like aligned to it. So for me. My definition that I made up based on books I've read, based on experience, data, actual research, and really my feelings. (laughs) So for me, the way I see communication is unpacking energy with one another, regardless of how many people being heard and valued by someone else and vice versa. I also believe though, this is what I really firmly believe on that communication is a cornerstone of vulnerability that leads to trust and confidence towards someone. Is that deep enough? (laughs) Yep. Stop there. End episode. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, just for me, it's really a connection and like unpacking this energy because communication is really tied in with people because without people, there's no communication period. Right. So Yeah, that is my perspective, although it might be short, but it's still something that hopefully our listeners could relate. Absolutely. It's valuable you said it that way because having that different perspective, right? That's another way of communicating our ideas in in different forms. So yeah, there's there's tons of layers to this and I want to hear, I know Fitz has done his, I'm going to call it Fitz's (laughs) philosophy. That's what we're going to go with of his layers to this communication. Um, Like you said, it's without it, 
you know, we, we literally can't convey even our prior episodes that we talked about. None of that can really even happen if we're not communicating in some way, shape or form. So mm-hmm. I want to hear these, these levels of, of communication that you've come up with. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that because I think that we're going to be able to dive into different types of communication and really dissect that. But before I, I do that, I do have a story, you know, how I love stories, Sam, like it's story time with it drives me. So (laughs) I'm going to make it quick and short and precise. So everyone could really relate on what type of communication. And really, this is what I was talking about earlier that really just dawned on me at 4am. And this is the reason why I was like, so excited about it at four in the morning. So anyway, so the story was when I was in the fitness industry, one of the things that I teach is a spin class and it's a cycling class. So I was teaching downtown studio, possibly I would say 30 minutes away. You know, I would usually leave 45 minutes, 45 minutes early just to be sure, you know, like I'm the one of the instructor that goes into an empty room, kind of like talk to the room by itself, set up the energy. And I like seeing the room all set up and freshen up as the, the students comes in. And then I start talking to them. So I like that room empty. I get my groove in. I build my energy talking to people as they come in. So one of my classes there is at 5 p.m. I left the house at 4.15. This is how vivid details I remember because this is a good, this is a good one, you guys. So driving to it, I was like all happy. I got my note. I got my cheat sheet. I got classes all good. We are good to go and ready to roll. I feel good. As soon as I hit downtown, there was an accident. I took a deep breath and I was like, I got time. You know, when you get anxious, but you're kind of like, not today. I got time. The reason why I went for, you know, I I left at 45 minutes early. So I called someone, what we all do, right? We call somebody when we're in traffic, just talking to her. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm on my way to my class. I'm about to teach. I'm excited about this new playlist, blah, blah, blah. We were like talking and get this. I realize it's already 445 and I'm still sitting under traffic and I have 1.5 more miles to go. And you know, in California, especially downtown. We don't do the whole one mile equals one minute. Like that doesn't exist here, especially (laughs) with an accident. So anxiety starts kicking in a little bit, you know, like my palms started sweating on the steering wheel, my hair on top of my neck, like on my right on my face, I could feel starts to rise up, you know, along with like this tingling energy along with my spine that kind of just like went up from from my lumbar spine all the way to my neck. So if you guys experience this, you know what I'm talking about. As I'm driving, I got to the parking lot. I did a Tokyo drift, right? (laughs) And then I kind of just like got my stuff and ran. I ran in to the studio. I saw the receptionist and she has this weird face like, oh my God, you're late. And I'm like, okay, Stacy, I don't have time. But I could already hear the music already going on at the background inside that room. And I was like, who start, did someone start the class for me? So, and I I started like running and all she did was yell to me, you have a full class and it's 5.03 and I put on a music for you. And I'm like, okay, thanks for adding to my anxiety. You know, by the way, full class means 20 plus people. So I got to the locker room and I saw this lady who goes to my class regularly, who's always late, by the way, you know, like in class, there's always some late person, you know, what I'm talking about (laughs) you guys. So I saw her in the locker room. She goes, you're late today. This is not good. This sucks with a grin on her face. So I kind of just like grin. I, I kept silent. I busted out on that door and the class is full and I could see Sam, all the bikes were taken 20 bikes plus with all my regulars and of course, new faces. Mm -hmm. The new faces really gets me because it's like their first class is going to be a horrible thing, you know? So of course they did the whole head turn that you see in a movie while as you go in, 
right? All, everybody else had a head turn. Finally, this instructor is late coming in. The instructor's podium is all the way in the front of the class. So mm. I have to walk through the crowd with a smile in my he- head and telling myself, okay, I'm late today, but you're okay, Fitz. You know, like in my head, I'm like having this thought process, even though I can see all the types of people already, right? Like one asked me on my way to the podium, hey, Fitz, are you okay? And the other ones, you know, you could see some faces that are thankful you're late. So that means the class will be shorter. (laughs) 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 And then you also see the other ones where like the frontliners, I call them where they're like kind of piss off because you're not on time and mm-hmm. and I don't care what anyone says, but everyone that sits in front, I know they're secretly competing with an instructor. So I get it, you know, because I do it. <laughs> so I got to the podium after walking through the crowd of shame. I can see the front <laughs> people still going and going strong already, right? Like they're just on it. Like like they're just going with, with the bike, you know? And I saw the seat up so high that needs an adjustment because the seat's are like really high. The, the instructor before me that taught was super tall and he always screw it tight. I was trying to, as I adjust the seat, I had to wrestle with the seat, you know, and that screw in front of all these 20 people that's already giving me all the looks. And finally it unlocks. I'm like, okay, it's unlocked. We're good. I adjusted my bike. We're all set up, right? So I got my class sheet. We're all ready. I unplugged the receptionist phone. I plugged mine in and I was like, we're ready to roll, you know? And I usually use Spotify and download my playlist so I could plan it. I opened the Spotify. I told myself in that moment, I was like, okay, this is going to be good. You're good to go. You're fine. I don't even want to look at the time. Just start the class, right? Dude, as I was looking on my playlist, I realized that the latest playlist didn't download Mm. in Spotify. And of course. <laughs> yeah, so my cheat sheet is no longer valid. I have to do is choose the same playlist I used the day before and wing it because I don't have that cheat sheet for it. So I'll just wing it. So I teach to the beat in my spin class. So as you guys know, for people that go to spin class, we ride on the beat. So sad to say that I know my craft, but I was totally not on my game. It was just bad. I thought about Everything that happened the whole time I was teaching the class, like, what are they thinking of me? Oh my God, what's going on with the new faces? What's going on with the new people that are here? Oh my God, the frontliners are beating me. (laughs) So like all these things, all 13 songs were so long and it dragged, you know, you could tell I'm not prepared, but I was, but in the looks of people, I could tell the frontline were not happy. And long story short, class ended, we stretched, we said, bye. As I collect my stuff, one of my regular came up to me and said, I'm sorry, Fitz. That was tough. You know, what happened? Are you okay? So I kind of like just told her about this whole story. And I said, thank you. And I really appreciate it, you know? So, and I was like, yes, one person kind of saw my struggle, you know? So I went home that day and I was like, wow, that was a bad class fits. Like it was just a prime example. We can't control anything. It was just a bad day, really. And it helps me to be more organized and realize that tomorrow is a new day. So I came home and prayed and I'm just like, okay, it's tomorrow will be a new day. You know, just those people will come back to the class as, as they see it. So the reason for that story, there's a point here, Sam, I promise. I hope I'm not boring you. 
Um, no, not at all. And this story is, is, is we're going to get into to the five layers of verbal communication. Like in my opinion, there's five different types of verbal communications. And I just made this, I just made this up. Me and Sam collaborated towards it through our opinions or research. The first communication that we have, I call it current communication or deep communication. What it is, is the midst of communication with the goal of delivering what you would like to communicate. Remember when I said to that story that I called somebody and I was just chatting with her and, and I'm on my way to my class, you know, a prime example of current communication, right? So what's your thought on that, Sam? Yeah, well, we're doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Communication. You're right. And it's going to go deeper later, right? And that's the deep communication. Right? Yeah. I mean, we spend so much time in current communication. I'm glad that you started with it first, just like even if it's not with someone else, the other layer to it is the the current communication that you have with yourself internally. So yep. that is literally that voice in your head going on and on, whether it's yours or other voices from inputs you've had, you know, that conversation is just always happening. So I, I love that you started there. I'm going to go a little bit deeper and then we're going to move on. But what I really want to address on that deep or current communication is this isn't a surface communication. This is also could go a deep communication. So what I mean by that is here is the deep fits coming. I, (laughs) I share, (laughs) buckle up. I share with people who earned a right to hear my story, Mm. either in one-on-one or basis of a group, because in that moment, I feel that conversations are raw, deep, and very sincere coming from your heart. It's literally like unpacking yourself at someone that have earned it, you know, like communicating that really moves you during and after the communication for me is powerful. And that's where current communication and deep communication comes in. Yeah, absolutely. I I think that's a really cool perspective that earn the right to hear your story because it's two ways. Like you said, I mean, if someone's kind of like if you're talking to someone at a grocery store and they you know, weren't really giving you the time of day when you were just trying to be polite and like, oh, like, you know, stand in line. How's it going? You know, just chatting, waiting for cashier to open up. And there's like, good and turn back around. That's not someone that you're going to like pursue sharing your story with or like deepening the convo. So yeah, that that totally makes sense. That's the deep conversation, right? So the next one, (laughs) this is funny. It's (laughs) It's called the inception communication. So bear with me on here a little bit. What it is, is taking yourself out of the current conversation and bringing a new conversation to yourself or to others to identify the feelings and emotions needed to get addressed, to go back to the actual current conversation. So hear me out, you guys. Remember when I said that the instructor's podium is all the way to the front? So I have to walk through the crowd with a smile in my head and I actually have to talk to myself. Okay, Fitz, you're having a bad day right now. Rough start. Let's see what we could do, but keep going. So I kept going. Another prime example, I think Sam would talk about this in the past when I'm having a disagreement with a loved one or a coworker or anybody else. And let's, let's stop. I'm about to shut down. I'm about to really say some things that I don't want to say. So I'm getting really frustrated. So that's a prime example of inception communication. Yeah. We experienced that so much too. I mean, from my first, besides like 
you know, interactions with, with anyone growing up, sports, friends, there's always going to be conflicts, but a pretty vivid experience I had was one of my, one of my first internships, actually, I had two grown adults yelling at each other in an office over who was right or wrong in the situation. And me having probably no clue as to what they were even talking about the details of it. They were at the desk behind me and I kind of just went over there and I was working with them both individually. And I shared, I said, Hey guys, uh, don't really know what's, what's going on here. I just kind of heard the, heard the high volume discussion and wanted to just see what's going on. They both tried to like explain what was happening. And I said, well, honestly, it sounds like you guys are kind of saying the same thing, but just not hearing each other. I don't know where that came from. I didn't have like necessarily the confidence or knowledge to like tell people that, but it kind of just happened in the moment and they both stopped. It was dead silent. And then they kind of pondered to themselves and realized, wait, wait, we are saying the same thing, but we were letting our emotions get in the way. And so they kind of needed that break to see that they were communicating on the same level about the details of the project. So it was like, sometimes we need to be able to do that for ourselves, but also for other people in conflict resolution, which is where I really think the inception communication plays such an important role in us communicating effectively, honestly. That's a great point, Sam. And, you know, one of the things that I see the key here really is the inception communication is identifying those feelings that takes you out of the situation. So you could deal with the actual conversation a little better, right? So to all the listeners out there, how many of you guys kind of caught yourself being rude to someone, but you didn't really mean to and later realize it either before, during or after I'm raising my hand because I'm one of them. I'm guilty. So it's just that identifying that, okay, a lot better the next time I tap into it, right? So that's a great one. I think the next one is my favorite. It's called QC, questioning communication. This I love because this is where this is where it means that challenging conversations through which has a softer side of addressing and making a point. It also serves well in making connection of the statement. One of the things that I talk about in the story was that one person walking through the podium just asked me, Fitz, are you okay? And I'm like, yes, I'm good, but I couldn't really get into details. But then when you're really sitting with someone and somebody tells you, I hate reading, I just can never read. So questioning communication kicks in when you say, why? What makes you hate it? Are you more visual? Are you more, can you explain to me a little more? Like you're getting more information, you're extracting more information. So that's what I mean by questioning communication. Yeah, it adds the the layers to the connection that you're creating with someone too. So like, especially if you don't understand a point that's made, if I don't understand something like, like even earlier today, when we were talking fits before the podcast, I shared, you said something and I was like, well, wait a minute, I'm, I'm not understanding. What do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. And you knew it was for me to understand. I wasn't like questioning your thought process. It was me literally trying to understand that. Mm-hmm. And what did it do? It actually helped us even organize everything way better absolutely you know have a have a plan of action so it's just important to to be able to ask those good questions and something i've had to do a lot of work on myself really into being a good listener but then the flip side of that is leveraging the question communication and actually learning more about what someone's thought process is and usually it ends up making them understand themselves better too absolutely it's very powerful um i do have to say 
the delivery has to matter. Delivery matters because when you question someone, it could be taken as a different tone if you don't have, that's why I put their softer side because we want to make sure that when you're questioning, coming from a curiosity, not coming from an implied statement of a question. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It's the difference between what do you mean by that? <laughs> and Fitz, what, what do you mean by that? Yes. Thank you. You're so good, Sam. See? Um, the dynamic works well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. That's, that's so good. Um, so the next one, our fourth one, we call it AC. So it's called an assumption communication. And for me, that's my least favorite, but I know it needs to be addressed because assuming what you believe to be true and responding to it without any clarification. So remember that story when I got to the locker room and I saw this lady who goes to my class regularly and he was, and she was like, you're late today. That's not good. This sucks. <laughs> the grin on her face. That's an assumption communication. It's like my head was spinning after she said that. Right. Um, so another story, not story, but another example that I really just pops in my head, Sam, is when we got our puppy Chili, there's a lot of adjustments going on, right? If Chris had a long day, my, my husband, Chris, if he had a long day just coming home from work, his backpack on, and he come home at 5 p.m. and I've been working with Chili all day and, and it's almost like assumption for me, it's an assumption communication is as soon as he walks in that door, I would say, where the hell have you been? I thought you were gonna be here at 4 p.m. Like, we got a puppy together. That means we run this house together. That means we do shit together, you know? So how many are you guys? Am I alone? How many are you guys listening to it that this happens without even us knowing it? Because I know I'm guilty of it. So that's, a, that's an example. Yeah, we, we lean into that so much, especially with other people. I mean, coworkers, if you work on a team, if you're not like a single person running a self-employed business where you're the only employee and that's it. <laughs> like if you work with anybody, you have a relationship with someone, this happens so often that we just assume the other person knows what we're going to do, what they're going to do, and what's important to us. And almost never does it line up yeah. <laughs> and actually align with what needs to get done, what's important to both people. And then it ends up being that lack of communication that creates a conflict or a dropped ball somewhere and something doesn't get done. So yeah, I, I love that you brought this up because we, we do make assumptions and you need to at a certain level. Otherwise, if you have to question everything, about everyone all the time. One, that's freaking annoying. Right. So <laughs> and, there's and a two, silver lining there, right? Like you sure. don't want to create a codependency that nobody could ever make decisions. But right. if you're not sure, again, we have to identify that, okay, this is an assumption. This is something that we'll work on. But then in the heat of the moment, you don't really think about that. I know I'm guilty of it for sure. But it's something to be aware. That's why we're discussing it because- I really hope that our listeners could get something out of it as they finish with this podcast, right? Absolutely. Um, I want to hear number five. Number five is probably the hardest thing to do. And it's LC called listening communication. So from my story, like that's hard for me too, because I know that we're wired to just keep talking. But for me, listening and taking it all in and really breathing through it really gives you an engagement in being present, right? So when, when a friend come to me and tell me, 
you will not believe what happened to me. So I'm going to like take a deep breath and not say, okay, tell me what happened. And then that's all I do. I would just listen. It's, it's a perfect combo when I said, when I finished that class and I was collecting my stuff from that story that I said earlier, someone had come to me and say, hey, Fitz, are you okay? And then I tell her my story. She started just listening and just letting me like let it out that frustration. So that's a perfect example of listening communication. Yeah. And I like the... The, the first one you said, if a friend came to you frantically and said like, oh my gosh, you know, I got all these things going on. You didn't immediately try to come up with everything that was potentially wrong and say, is it this, is it this, is this? Because that just shows that you're really wanting to get through them telling you what was going on so you don't have to listen to them. Mm-hmm. So like actually stepping back and not even making an assumption about what's going on and literally hearing them that's going to allow them to open up and be completely honest with you as opposed to, oh, well, Fitz is in a mood. He doesn't really want to listen to me. You know, nope, Sam's not, yeah. Sam's not going to be present in this conversation today. So that that's huge with listening and it is hard to do. No. And you can deliver that listening communication because it comes with empathy. I mean, listening yeah. really is, here's my deep thinking. Listening is really when someone is listening, they're empathizing, they're, they're relating on what's happening. That's all the five layers. And as we go through our daily lives, we would be able to get into different things that maybe in one communication, you're practicing QC, you know, to get more information, questioning communication. We practice more deep conversation and really LC, listening conversation. So, you know, when that woman came up to me and says, I'm sorry, Fitz, that was a tough day today. What happened? Are you okay? You know, and I said, thank you. And I told the story. That's both conversations. And I know that she's sincere, that she felt kind of sorry for me, but ready to listen. So that's deep conversation. That's questioning communication. And that's also listening communication all in one. She's demonstrating that I'm here to listen. You had a tough day. You're always on your game. But what happened today? That's huge. Yeah, they they play into every every situation that we go through on a daily basis. You know, is one version or multiple versions of them. Absolutely, I think that might help. Is to since you did Fitz's philosophies, I might zoom us out a little bit. Yes, please do, Sam. <laughs> I love it. They're really the the layers that that you talked about, Fitz. I think everything plays into really four four versions of my layers of this, and I break it down to verbal nonverbal, listening, and then no communication whatsoever. So with that, you know, there's going to be a combination of all of those in every discussion, every, you know, time you're communicating with someone, but the listening, I'm going to go back and hit on that one is so important because there's verbal and nonverbal listening. There's when you're listening to someone saying, "Mm -hmm, yeah, oh, definitely. Or, you know, those non-words or the in-between words, there's also the eye contact. Sure. The the facial expressions, the body language, Mm -hmm. all of these are ways that listening is displayed to someone when you're communicating with them, leaning into the, to the screen, (laughs) like, like Like what we're doing right now (laughs) or or in person, you know, like turning your body to face someone or uncrossing your arms to show that you're not, you know, reserved. All these things are just things for people to think about because, you know, each one can be used as a tool and it can just more effectively deepen communication with people and really make a stronger connection. So I just wanted to zoom out a little bit on that for people. 
No, and I appreciate that 100%, Sam. I love that you had to do that. And this is a great dynamic because you kind of pull me out when I'm getting really deep. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> you're my lifesaver. You're like, you're like my buoy, you know? So you gotta like, mm. before I merge into the deep water, you gotta like take me out. So um, real quick, I, I know we're, we're, we're good in time, but I, I do want to get this game real quick. So I yeah. want to make sure that we get our listeners out how to identify all these different communications, all the five layers of different communications. So Sam and I will give, get ready guys, we're going to give a um, scenario, a quick scenario, and then you guys tell us, um, or just think about it in your head, what type of communication is a great thing to approach the situation. My first scenario for me is a friend who just lost a loved one or a family member who just lost a relative or a spouse or whatsoever. So when you guys pick up that phone, what type of communication would you think you would deliver? So for me, I would say one is LC, listening conversation, QC, questioning communication, and then also DC, which is a deep conversation because... You're listening to how they feel. You're asking with how they're feeling and experiencing that pain. And DC is having that conversation that I can't say anything else, but I will go this through this pain with you. Whatever you want to do. You want me to sleep at your house, on the couch, or company, whatever. I will be there for you. So that's my take on it. What's yours, Sam? That's huge. No, I echo all of those. And I think just to expand a little bit, the one to avoid would be assumption. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Yes. Please. You know, because it it doesn't always help (laughs) to tell someone, oh, I know exactly how you feel because they don't necessarily want to hear that because you may not know exactly how they feel. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to build it more. There's other people there and you know who you are would say something like, well, you guys didn't get along anyways, (laughs) or you didn't like them anyways. I'm like, Oh my goodness. That's going to be something that would just be awful. So moving on to the, moving on to the next um, example, asking for a race, Sam, how do you Mm -hmm. think we should approach that? This is an important one because not enough people have this conversation with a manager or their boss and leaving money on the table. So that's one important thing I want to say, (laughs) but (laughs) the, the first ones that I think of are obviously current, communication because you're going to be in that conversation immediately. The other one is depending on how that discussion starts to go. If it gets a little bit deeper, you may have to use inception communication as well Yep, because that's a high stakes, high emotion and valuable, crucial conversation. Side note, people should definitely check out that book if they haven't already. It talks about a lot of these things that, that Fitz went through. That conversation is going to include all those elements and so you're going to have to be able to eliminate the emotion to actually effectively convey what you're saying is the reason you should be getting a raise. If the boss or the manager isn't agreeing or saying like, oh, like, tell me why, then you feel like nervous or you feel angry that they're not just accepting your proposal. That's something that you're going to have to look at. I would build in to that, Sam, QC, because now yeah. you would want to have uh tell me more what's going on so if you say yes or if you say no tell me more what can i do but go ahead yeah no the follow-up is huge with the the questioning communication beyond that whenever you do ask the question immediately flipping to listening because as as soon as 
a manager or a boss or someone, you know, that is talking to a direct report, as soon as they feel that the person they're trying to explain why yes or why no is hearing and listening to them, then they feel a lot more obligated to help out. I've found at least through my experience. So the, the LC is the other one that's huge there, but what about you? No, I agree with everything that you said, and that's probably how I'm going to approach it. The last one we have is encountering someone having a bad day. So if we encountered someone having a bad day, whether wherever you are in the grocery stores, outside and about walking the street, how could we approach that? You know, for me, that's probably going to be QC and IC. Well, IC first, which is inception communication. And then I'm going to have a QC if that person is open and then have a DC, which is not a deep conversation, but like a current conversation. It's like, are you doing okay? What's going on? Have a good day today. Yeah. And the reason this is important is because someone having a bad day could then be conveyed to us as them being rude or being inconsiderate or being a really mean or bad person. Mm -hmm. When in reality, yes, maybe they should have thought about how they said something or Mm -hmm. their actions, but at the same time, communication being two ways, we have to understand that you might interact with someone on the worst day of their life. Of course. We don't know that person's story and what they've gone through. I mean, I feel bad for people that have seen me that day. I had a bad spin class. (laughs) I was probably just laser focused towards my car and just like, don't talk to me. Yeah. So my point is, and just closing this out, Mm-hmm. Just a quick recap. We have to identify which of the communicator you really are in the moment and the five types that you're going to be using. Current communication, inception communication, questioning communication, assumption communication, and very important, listening communication. To all our listeners out there, do you guys practice all these communications? And when you do, I want you guys to think about it after this podcast. Sam, thank you for your perspective and always, always remarkable being with you here. So thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate your, your philosophies fits. It gives us so much <laughs> to talk about and I love it. So My that's deep thinking. Yeah. The deep thinking and, and I do the, <laughs> I'll do the life-saving or the lighthouse oh leading, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but be the buoy. yeah, be the um, buoy. <laughs> that's go ahead quote. and tell our, our listeners where they could contact us. So. Absolutely. So as far as the email goes, you can reach us directly at alohafitssam at gmail.com and then Instagram and route to success 365, as well as on Facebook and then individually on LinkedIn as Sam Boyer or Fitz DeSanto. And please reach out, give us a shout out. If you do like the podcast, let us know and any topics or things that you feel we could improve on, definitely let us know because that's the whole point of why we're doing this is continuing to grow and improve. Absolutely. I want to give a quick shout out to Cami Johnston, Jennifer Courtney, and Viet Wong because they've been really avid listeners and really giving us good feedback. If you guys like what just Sam said, what you heard, please share this podcast to all friends and family that you think would benefit from it because we have a mission to reach as many people as we can. Please screenshot your Instagram, our Instagram profile and send it over to your story, whatever that you guys can to do to help us. So we always end our podcast with things that we're grateful for. Sam, what's yours? I'm grateful for communication. As cliche as it is, yes. that's how all this started. We went from, went from written 
to verbal over the phone Mm -hmm. and then to some zoom calls Mm -hmm. and then to all of it. Yeah. And here we are doing a podcast as a result of it months and months and months later. Yeah. That's so good. You know, I'll piggyback on you on that. But for me too, I really want to highlight an alone time, grateful for alone time, because that's when we really dive into what we really want to share. And remember guys, even small victory is always, always to be grateful for. All right, Fitz, take care.